1: now joined on the Schneider Orange Hotline by our good friend Dave Wanstead, the former NFL head coach, formerly with the Bears as well. Fox Sports analyst joining us. Dave, how you been? I am good, Bill. Yes,
2: Uh, it's good to hear your voice. It's good to hear that uh, people are back in and uh, things are trying to move forward the best they can.
1: Uh, Dave, so first and foremost, uh, we talk about whether or not this season is going to happen. Now we hear more and more that's probably going to happen, but uh, to start it without fans. Uh, give me your reaction to how the football is proceeding in the world in which we live today.
2: Well, I, a couple of thoughts. Number one, I, I really believe that the NFL is going to be keeping a very close eye on what happens with the NBA, what happens with uh, Major League Baseball, if the hockey gets going, you know, I I think that that was going to be a real good measuring stick for the NFL as far as how to handle things and how they respond to things, which might obviously help and give a little bit of insight uh, down the road. Uh, You know, I I do believe that the NFL is going to go. I mean, I think that You know, when you think about it, every team in the NFL, who was the worst team last year, the the Bengals, uh, Cincinnati, you know, they're on every week. So the the TV exposure, the money from the TV is big. So I think that they're going to play their games, and regardless of who's in there. I mean, if they lose two quarterbacks, it might be the third-team quarterback, but they are going to put a product on the field, and I think that they're going to keep going. Until if they would have to stop, then they would have to stop. But I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of debate from the players end or from the owners end. Where I think in college football you're talking about a whole different situation because there's so many moving parts from liability to athletic directors. You got board of trustees, you got presidents, you got commissioners, and so I, I think the college really has a challenge in front of them. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. I looked, I I would guess, I think the compromise would be for the big schools, the power five schools, not to cancel or move it like the spring right now, like the Ivy League did. I think yeah. the compromise would be to, move, to eliminate your conference games and now you just start maybe push it back to October and say we're going to play league games and see where it's at in October and then go from there.
1: It, uh, that's what I was going to say, is I know Ohio State has shut down their facilities. The Ivy League has shut down their season. We're hearing more and more about that. The college campus life is a lot different, as you know, than the NFL. Uh, does So i had always said I just didn't know how college sports were going to be able to do it, putting kids on campus. The NFL is a different animal. I mean, it's still, uh, it, you're still going to be in contact with people. You're still going to be traveling. You're still body on body. But there's a different ability and a different bubble and different uh, levels of care there for the professional athlete versus the college athlete, correct?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, for the most part, you know, the NFL athlete, you know, after a game the guys might go out or maybe the night before they got wives, they got girlfriends. I mean, but during the week, I mean, it's a full-time job. There's not much going on. Uh, where the college, you know, you're going to be in classes all day. How are you going to avoid that? You know, you're going to be in there and you're going to be with students and the whole social life of college, whether you you, you want it or not, it's, it's there. So uh, I think it's completely different. And uh, uh, it, it's a shame because, you know, and I've been talking to a lot of coaches and the guys that are not the big programs, the smaller programs, that depend on playing a Wisconsin, for example, in a non-conference game, that's a big paycheck for them. That pays a lot of money. And now the small guy is going to get squeezed on this thing probably, and uh, it's, it's going to be costly. It's going to send them back years from a revenue standpoint.
1: Well, that was going to be my next question. How much of an impact is all of this going to have, not just this year, but in years to come and in many different areas, because it's not just going to be football. It's going to be many different things, correct?
2: It, it, it will be. You, you you know, you guys saw what happened at Stanford already. That when they cut 11 sports, and it's, it's going to be, depending program to program, I think, on, uh, you know, but there's going to be changes and there's going to be adjustments, uh I guess the only positive from the football standpoint, I, I don't think there'll be many coaches fired. <laughs> you know what I mean. So right. number one, the athletic directors don't don't have the money to pay them off and a new staff, and and secondly, you know, with no spring practice and no training camp, it's real tough to uh, to to reach out there and let somebody go. So,
1: I, uh, I Dave, I wanted to ask you. I know that uh, r- right now in the NFL specifically when we look at uh, the Packers, the, the NFC North and such. The Packers won the division. They didn't do a whole lot. You got a guy like Jordan Love coming in. Uh, give me your thoughts on that situation and, and how to handle a situation like that when you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback who still wants to play, but you kind of went out and draft as heir apparent, you know? You, you definitely have. Um, and uh, So maybe
2: they know more where the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is, and more importantly, where it's going than we do. But, you know, I think under these circumstances that, you know, he's going to be even behind father because, I mean, these Skype meetings, it's fine, but there's nothing like full speed. Here comes a guy blitzing, and now I've got to make a quick decision and who am I getting the ball to, and I've got to change some plays at the line of scrimmage all these things would be taking place and would have been taking place you know in the in the oTAs and the mini camps and everything that time is invaluable to a rookie let alone a rookie quarterback so i think this is going to be a situation where where he's going to be you know so far behind that he's just going to be learning on the move and uh, you know and, and they'll put in some plays that he can do best and if they if they have to use him, obviously they'll have to use him, but it's Aaron Rodgers show. And I was a little bit disappointed. And I said this right after the draft. I mean, I, I just hope, and, and and I just hope that the Packers don't fall into the Patriot mode of, of Aaron Rodgers is so good. Like Tom Brady was so good that, that he can figure it out. We can get other positions other than receiver. I mean, I just hope they don't slight him as far as giving him enough help. Um, You know, we will see. We will see. I know they leaned heavily on the running game last year with with Aaron Jones and had a great success. So I'll be real curious to see what happens uh, as this thing progresses uh, down the road a little bit.
1: Sitting here talking with Dave Wanstead, former NFL head coach, also Fox Sports analyst, as both pro and the college football. Hey, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned Aaron Jones. Um, they had a poll on one of, the, uh, one of the other stations, the other networks, and they did uh, the top ten running backs in the National Football League, and Barkley and McCaffrey and Elliott and everybody are there. Aaron Jones was not. Where would you put Aaron Jones as a running back in the National Football League?
2: Well, I, I'm a big fan. You know, and I, I didn't see the list. I don't know who else is on that list. I'm, I I would find a place for him. I think what he brings to the Packers offense, you know, you, you have to put that in perspective, too. I mean, with, with, I think because of Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback, it's very easily to slight other offensive guys. I, I And I think that's what happened with Aaron Jones a little bit. But when they were hitting all cylinders, when they had the ability to make plays and beat you, running the ball and throwing the ball to him—I mean, that's what made them go last year in my mind. They were—that—that's—that uh, uh, that, that was their offense. For whatever reason, you know, Jimmy Graham was okay. You know, the receivers—you know—were banged up a little bit. Devonte Adams and the whole st- they were young. So it was the running backs, really, that in my mind were the heart and soul and the energy of that offense. Maybe I give them too much credit for that, and maybe that's why you get slighted because everyone says, oh, it's just Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, it, I, there's been a long time of just it's Aaron Rodgers that he's just that good. And, and it's true. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers set the bar very, very high. But I thought it was interesting last year how he didn't really conform, but he ran the offense, I thought, pretty well. I knew there were some times that it didn't, it wasn't as functional as maybe you wanted it to be. But overall, the first year in that Matt LaFleur system, I thought was pretty good. What would you expect out of the second year of Aaron Rodgers in that system?
2: Well, I think they're going to be an advantage. I think if you look around the NFL, and I'm, I, you know, the teams that have new head coaches and new quarterbacks, whether they're rookies or whether they're they're free agent guys, new quarterbacks and new head coaches, they are going to be the teams that are going to have a tough time, in my opinion, early in the season, just because of the lack of mini camps and meetings and everything going on. I, I really believe that. So I think the Packers, you know, they, they be, they're going to be able to take the next step. And, you know, Aaron likes to throw the ball down the field. Aaron likes to, you know, so I'm going to be real curious to see how they, what they do with the tight end position. Because I always thought that the tight end position with Aaron Rodgers and that offense was really important so you know, we kind of know what they're going to do at receiver and running back. But I think the tight end position, who, how, what they do with that is going to be the biggest change offensively that we see out of the Packers going forward.
1: Uh, real quick before I let you go, uh, a lot of good players coming into the league this year. We saw Joe Burrow win a national championship. Uh, how adaptable do you believe Joe Burrow is going to be going into the pros, specifically going into that Cincinnati system?
2: He was phenomenal last year at LSU. I mean, we have to give him credit for that. Uh, we know he's a talented kid. Obviously, from his high school days on, he's won. You know, I, I'm a little bit of the one-year guys. You know what I mean? I get nervous by them. I mean, when we drafted Emmett Smith and we drafted Troy, I mean, the guys that had done it for Michael Irvin a few years, we always felt a lot better about drafting those guys because you, you, you saw them over time and, and you were able to see that their level didn't really drop off, that they were able to sustain it. You know, this is going to be really interesting because he obviously was off the charts last year. Now it was a one-year thing. You get the Heisman, you get all these accolades, the number one, you get a lot of money. Is it going to affect this kid, or is he going to be able to handle it? I think that is going to be as big a factor. It's not going to be as easy. And Cincinnati, I mean, they need more help than quarterback. I really believe that. Yeah. So, in that division, you're going to be playing Baltimore twice. You're going to be playing Pittsburgh, who arguably might have the best defense in that division, one of the best in the league, uh, and Cleveland. I mean, so it's not going to be easy. Uh, you know, I
1: think that he's going to
2: struggle, but I do think that the kid uh, has enough ability to be a good player in this league.
1: Dave, great to talk to you. Great to catch up. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying yourself, and hopefully we have, uh, we have football in some way, shape, or form, something good to talk about and something trending in a positive direction. I appreciate your time as always, my friend, okay? Okay, you guys be safe up there. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. There you go. Dave Wanstad joining us for a couple of minutes. The former NFL head coach. Worked with the Bears. And, uh, obviously, uh, Dave's got those Midwestern ties. He does a lot with college football as well. Works with Fox. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com.